Good morning, everybody. This is Jane Cormier, your host here at Artful Living on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We thank you for joining our little station today. And I have to say, um, we're sort of taking things in a very creative direction right now because we had a guest that was lined up for today and something came up. They they had to have a cancel for us. But I thought the topic was important enough that I'm going to try to do it anyway. Um, and I want to make sure before I forget, because I know it's important, we have to have our shout out for good life programs and activities uh, from yoga to Tai Chi to art classes and guided tours of New England Good Life programs and activities connect active seniors to their lives and to the community. So if anybody 50 plus and over has any desire to check out some pretty cool offerings, they can go to goodlifenh.org. They have a fabulous website and you can see everything that they offer, which is extraordinary. So we thank them for being a sponsor for our show and, um, that's my business with, with Good Life right now. If you've been listening to Art for Living, you know that we've been doing a few shows on the holidays. Uh, our last show had a bunch of people come on, and we did a little performance for our listeners to sort of get them in the mood for holiday holiday joy and happiness. And it sort of came to me um, earlier last week that there are folks, and I do believe that it's an ever-growing number of folks, simply because we're ridden with anxiety these days where we're going so fast. Technology is so intense. Uh, I think that it's becoming more of an issue, but it became, I had this thought that there's so many people that I'm talking to that almost seem to dread the holidays as they approach. And for someone that you know, last of eight kids, holidays for me growing up was always a joyful thing. Even the funny stuff that would happen or the, you know, the infighting or anything like that was always so secondary to the actual getting together and enjoying the holiday that I've, through most of my life, I never really thought about what what are holiday blues, right? So I said, you know what? Art for Living is about doing great programming that brings an uplifting view or maybe a new view to some of our listeners. And certainly, we don't live in utopia, right? We live, we live in a world where things change and things can be difficult. We can still be uplifting while discussing or having a conversation about something that is a little bit more intense and maybe perceived as a negative and information is probably the best solution to just about anything. Uh, good information can solve almost all the problems. Uh, I think it's really important that we talk about one program, Holiday Blues, because I know a lot of people suffer with this. So we're going to actually take a different segments for today, if all goes well, right? If, we, if I stay on topic. Uh, where we'll we'll sort of have an introduction in the first one, talk about what is holiday blues. I mean, we hear it, but we sort of go, yeah, who has time to even think about it, right? The, but, but, but then the second segment, I want to talk about techniques maybe to take control. And we also want to discuss services that would be available for folks. Let's say you're one of those folks that has that vague feeling of like, oh, you know, another another Christmas. There are places that you can go that can give you some insight to that. 
I'll, I'll before we say anything, I am in no way, shape, or form able to be any therapy-oriented uh, person here. Uh, I'm someone that's lived a pretty varied life, has some pretty uh, specific views on the world, certainly. But hey, conversation is about sharing those things. So I'm certainly not going to give any advice beyond what is probably pretty read, you know, easy for you to find out there, ready, ready and easy to see. So uh, we hope that you stay with us. You might hear something pretty interesting. And of course, we always love to hear from you. If there's any comment or anything you'd like to share with Art for Living, you just contact us right on our station, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, and I will get back to you. I love to hear from our listeners. Uh, it's always a good thing. It's always a good thing to communicate. So holiday blues. I know that many people think holiday blues are something, you know, weird. Maybe they think it's, who has time, right? That's my mentality. Who has time to think about holiday blues? But for many people, I'm noticing, and I don't know if it's because as I'm aging, I'm slowing down a little bit, which I'm sure people perceive as a negative. I don't, because I've always run high, high, high and fast my whole life, my whole singing career, the places that I've visited, the things that I've learned, the people I've worked with. I never had time to really lay back a little bit and get an overview here. But I think as I get older, I get to meet people and I can slow down a little bit and see the other side that I was not able to see while I was running so fast. So, you know, getting old has its pluses, folks. Uh, Holiday blues, though, I'm noticing now is really becoming anxiety uh, ridden for a lot of folks, whether it's shopping or you know, having to see people that they really don't want to see over the holidays, whether it's uh, money. A a lot of people are struggling right now financially and are voicing, at least to me, anxiety about how to meet the challenge of Christmas, crazy Christmas, right, and gifts and all that stuff. Uh, So it's a real thing. It is a real thing. So uh, you know what? Uh, When when we had my guest had to pass today— um, past coming here. I, I asked uh, one of our folk here who has a new show uh, with us, The Sports Machine, and uh, with Slim. And he has just done his live show. And I sort of, you know, grabbed him as he's leaving the studio and said, hey, why don't you come in and do a segment with me? Because I wouldn't want to listen to me for four segments straight. I think it's great when you have another voice and another opinion, no matter what you're talking about. Variety is the spice of life. So I asked Jim uh, if he would stay and and just have a conversation here on Artful Living about a topic that I'll bet he hasn't really thought about much. Um, He's a busy guy, too, and he runs pretty fast and high as well. Uh, So holiday blues. Jim, have you noticed, I don't know, have you noticed this being an issue in in any way with folks that you have a passing connection with? When you brought up the topic, the first thing that came to my mind was a Facebook interaction that I saw a couple weeks ago between, um, well, let's just say a family member and someone else, where there were there were actually two people who commented on the Christmas post was saying how stressful this time of year for them was and, and really made it seem like they didn't like Christmas. I, I saw that. And those were, those were the first things I saw and that I noticed. And I almost said, well, hey, this is my favorite time of the year. What's like, uh, we got to put a positive uh, spin on this. But I didn't interject just because I'm busy. 
But that feeling stayed with me and that thought stayed with me enough so that when you mentioned today holiday blues, I was like, oh, maybe I am. Maybe there are more people out there that are experiencing this than I had any clue of. Yeah. I, I think today we are becoming more conversant about anxiety in general. I think most people years past, even five years ago, I don't think that there was a real conversation about how it presents itself. I think we're talking and seeing that stuff more. I don't know if it's because we're, we've got the phone problem or, you know, all that technology that's bomb, bombastic, right, all the time. But there's definitely something that has dulled that I have noticed in a, a lot of interaction, the joy that I personally feel in the holiday season. It's kind of why I've been pushing the, the holiday stuff here on Art for Living, because I would love people to be able to feel that joy that I feel. But at the same time, nobody knows what anyone's going through. And I can understand how, let's say you've lost a loved one, right? And it's fairly recent. Maybe it's not fairly recent. Maybe this is an ongoing issue, right? And now you have to face the silly season, with that void. And I have never really thought about that before. I, I don't know if that's a failing in me, but I've never really thought about that. Now, I was close to my parents when my parents passed. I never really felt that void because I had my own family going. I mean, I'm sure I miss them, but I don't think that I had any depression per se about it. But I think I can understand if you lost a husband or a, or a child. Right? Is there anything worse for a parent? than if you had to go through Christmas without your kid, right? Not a defect that you haven't stopped to really think and be able to feel the feelings that someone would have if they were in that situation. I'm, it, what you said there just brought a thought to my mind. I have a very close friend who lost her husband mm. just a few days before Thanksgiving, a uh, handful of years ago. It wasn't that long ago. And I know how sad she is on Thanksgiving because that day her friends and family, like it was only a handful of days, a couple, five days maybe afterwards where they're like, well, you still need to celebrate Thanksgiving. It's good for people to be around you. And she just wanted to be by herself. And I think she carries that moving forward. Now that's for Thanksgiving. Imagine how much more amplified mm-hmm. it might be if something happened to you when you were younger, maybe when you were a child and loved Christmas. And then all of a sudden you have a negative memory that sticks with you. I, I never think of anything like that because I only had good memories, but mm-hmm. I can feel for people. And, and I'm glad you're doing the show on it because it makes me think, boy, other people aren't thinking of it the same way as me. Right. And I think that really is the good thing to remember is that when we see the other side, everybody is sort of enriched by that because your your thoughts become better and you can maybe help someone that's you know struggling with that. We're going to take a little break here on Artful Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We'll take a little break and we're going to come back. Join us. Welcome back. Art for Living here. Jane Cormier, your host on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And if you are just joining us here, we are talking about the holiday blues. Not a topic everybody likes to hear about or will hear about, but in this season of happiness and family and all the good things, there are an ever-growing percentage of folk that are struggling 
with this topic. And I wanted to cover it for our show because what you know is always better than what you don't know. So uh, we've been, we were talking, defining sort of what holiday blues is, how it can present itself. They say that there's approximately 24% of America that experiences winter or holiday blues. Um, they become particularly, the one thing that really does show is they become worse uh, during holiday season. For instance, if it's a light issue where someone, because the winter light change, I know that there's a, a medical you know, condition, but uh, for most people, these blues become overwhelmed, for that have the problem, I should say, they become overwhelming. And uh, it's good to know what that is. I think that there are probably a number of people that don't even know that they feel that way because they've barreled through it. And who stops to think when you're going through stuff about what you're really feeling, right? You just got to get through it because everybody tells you, oh, it's Christmas, have a great time, or it's Hanukkah, have a great time, right? So um, here, here are things that you can sort of uh, define. If you, if you find that you're wanting to socially isolate, that means that when people are getting together, families are getting together, you don't want to really go. And, and you were talking about that in the last segment, Jim, with a friend that had recently lost uh, her husband and how Thanksgiving was this dreaded thing. She did not want to get together with folk. Um, that's how it manifests, right, socially. If you notice that during that peak of negative or dread that you might be feeling, um, social isolation is really where you start to go. I wonder if people are just feeling that in general more and more. I think that's pretty obvious, right, for us. I'm 49 years old. Society is different nowadays than it was before, and social media and the Internet and all the interactions you're talking about certainly have an impact on it. But I think in general, we like people a lot less nowadays. <laughs> just the general feeling, I like people less than I did 10 years ago. I'm less trusting of them and less willing to put myself in a spot where, oh, hey, like going out to meet with a group of people that might be the majority strangers. Maybe mm -hmm. I just know one friend. I kind of don't really want to meet new people as much as I did 10 years ago. I think that's true. I think definitely that's true with what we're seeing with social interaction in general. Can you imagine, though, how this is exacerbated, right? Grieving during the holidays. Uh, it can be really hard to bring in any new traditions, right, when you've been grieving the old one, when you're grieving for the past. So if you find yourself lingering, right, that's, that's sort of a signal that you might want to think about what we're discussing. The, I do believe the high percentage of people that deal with holiday blues have not identified that that's what's happening. And I think a lot of people have questions like, why is everyone else so much happier than I am? Or why can't that be me? Or why can't we have Christmas like, you know, like leave it to beaver families, right? <laughs> we know people in our own family that have that issue. And it causes stress among the unit. And who has ever thought about it? I never thought about any of that kind of thing happening in our, because we just, again, we're family. You work through it. 
right? Well, and we went didn't we went to school for different things. We didn't go to school to dig into the human's mind mm-hmm. and depression and try to study why things are happening. But uh, and I have no like you said uh, directive or or ability necessarily to to be able to give people great advice. But I can kind of look at and observe what's happening in society. And let's just say something like this during this season and time where everybody else is happy, and you go, mm-hmm. well, listen, the other 10, 11 months of the year, I'm able to just go and relax on my couch on a Saturday afternoon. But now I have to go shopping. I have to go out to public, which means I have to get on crowded highways and deal with people that don't know how to drive, find a parking <laughs> spot in the lot, which now all of a sudden I'm annoyed because people are coming in different directions. And I, that was my spot, not yours. Mm-hmm. And so you, you're taking away from me the relaxation period and filling it with much more stressed that I, in that situation, would identify and associate with the holidays. And and what you just said is perfect lining, lining up uh, linearly with what the next point is. They say if you are overly sensitive to situations that normally, right, you're not really encountering or having to deal with, that's another that's another thing for you to think about you know if waiting in line which is longer at at your store right f- while you're buying whatever you're buying and you're you're having a reaction to that that is a bit different than you would normally have that could be a clue that maybe you're battling a little bit of this and i do believe the empowerment has to start fixing any problem any concern or challenge always starts with self-knowledge. You can't fix what you don't know is needing of a solution. Identifying the problem, and then you hinted on it earlier, finding a way to replace it mm-hmm. somehow with a new memory that you're in control of. You can build out a more positive feeling around the holidays. I would think mm-hmm. for yourself, if maybe you go and do something nice for somebody else. So it starts with being able to identify, I'm not feeling good about this holiday. Maybe it's strapped on money, right? We didn't talk about that yet, but that's uh, common. go ahead. It's got to be on the list somewhere, it right? Is. All it of a sudden is. my budget's tight. It's about to get a whole lot tighter mm-hmm. because I have to buy gifts for people because I know they're going to give me something and I don't even like what they're going to give me right. probably. Well, you know what? That's a huge part of it. And especially now we're, we're having these financial issues, even people that before really didn't have to think about it about buying stuff are now thinking about it, Mm -hmm. which tells us everybody's sort of feeling the pinch. But those that already are fighting, you know, this holiday feeling of ugh, are fighting it even more. And that's that's problematic. So I think that the holiday blues things, the first thing we do is identify that maybe I got a little bit of that going on. And number two, understand much of anything that really is a challenge for you can be mitigated with strategies. So if you come up with helpful strategies, you will really be able to, I believe, arrest some of this dread, you know, dread, I dread going to the store or I don't want to spend money for these gifts or whatever. But it's all what you said, finding where you can click into a control so that you are not left feeling victimized by what you by the holiday blues empowered you need to feel a, a feeling of empowerment that i have control over this like for me how i do it i know i don't like traffic i know i don't like lines in the <laughs> store so 
I, but I have the ability to try and go during the day on a weekday sometimes mm-hmm. due to my schedule, right? So for you, are you just going to slam it in between 5 and 7 because that's the only available time? Well, maybe it's not possible to, to deal with the stress. So you have to gain that acceptance or knowledge like, right. okay, I have to do this, but there has to be an outlet on some other end or else it's just going to be a, a cycle of being, being upset Absolutely. by it. Absolutely. No? 100%. I don't know how you do it. Well, I think you're, you've, you've got the problem right there framed very well, right? It's difficult to come up with that strategy. Uh, but some of the strategies are actually, in, in doing some research for this, pretty apparent if they can be applied. For instance, I think it's really important to try, like you said, take control of the holidays. How do we do that? You set a boundary for yourself on what you're comfortable with. And it doesn't matter who agrees with you. It doesn't matter what your sister says. It doesn't matter what your spouse or your husband or your kids think. If you are feeling a void of joy that you usually feel, okay, that you usually have in your life around a holiday, around a big event, you have the right to draw a boundary that people who love you should be able to support. If that means I can't buy gifts, you don't buy gifts. If that means I don't want to go to this Christmas party because this person and I seriously do not get along, you do not go to that party. What if everybody's telling you, hey, you need to come or because also Susie's going to be there and she's going to be upset if you don't come? Everything I've read and in my own personal experience, once you cave to something in your heart of hearts, you know you cannot do or don't want to do, you are going to increase your stress and you are probably going to have a very bad time if you if you cave on that. So, yeah, you have to set the boundary and that's a clear way to feel like you're in control. All right, we're going to take another little break here on Art for Living. Jane Cormier, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We will be right back here talking about the holiday blues. Join us, don't don't go away. Come right back. Welcome back. Artful Living here. Jane Cormier, your host today on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. If you are just joining us, you are in for an informative segment for Art for Living today. We're discussing the holiday blues, something that we really don't see a whole lot of out there. Um, and I think it's an important little segment that we're doing today to sort of help people understand what holidays, holiday blues are and if you feel it, if you have it, what can we do to mitigate it? And we have the sports machine uh, Slim is here with us. He's helping me out today because we had we had an opening for a guest, and I wanted to still do this show, so he's coming in and helping us. In the last segment, uh, Jim, you were talking about the fact that control is really is important, right? That feeling like you have some control in the situation can help mitigate these negative feelings. You just gave the example about going to a Christmas party or and you knew maybe you didn't want to go to so many events. So being able to feel comfortable saying, no, I'm not going to go. But what I do know is if you're stressed and you're like, well, I don't really want to go to this party, 
because somebody's going to be there or whatever the reason is. All right, but I have to go. You almost are guaranteeing that you're going to have a bad time. And that's the empowerment piece that I'm talking about is you had the power to say no. You just were going to feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. for not going. But you're putting yourself in a situation where you know you're not going to have a good time. So you can feel empowered to say, I'm not going to go. Or if you go, you have to find a way to somehow switch, which is incredibly difficult, the outlook and like, all right, I want to go to this party. And Change I don't your know, mindset. I don't know how to give people, the listeners, any advice on how to do that, though, I'll tell you honestly. I, I don't either. I don't know if that's even uh, I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it, the truth of the matter is, is hopefully if you're in a situation where you're, the immediate people around you can support your decision, they should help you not go. <laughs> there you go. They Explain. should help you. Feeling the confidence, <laughs> the empowerment to bring that back, that to tell those people that are trying to tell you you need to go yes. proudly, well, I don't feel up to it. And here's why: not to hide and shelter and and and, right. and, and retreat, which can lead to other. You know, it leads to problems. more bad, right? More negative feelings. So, anytime that you can empower your boundary, it's a good thing, generally speaking. But it's even more important in the silly season. Whatever you are comfortable with is fine. You do what you can do, and you don't owe anyone anything more than that. Period. But um, what if somebody said, well, I just want to be left alone. Don't talk to me anymore. Is that all right for everybody else to just kind of be like, all right, just leave them alone? Because what if the person you think is is miserable? So there are people that I know like that. And I do not offer anything beyond what they tell me. If they don't want to come to the party, if they don't want to be present at the get-together – Okay, that's fine. I make sure I send a card or if I can pop over away from that, you know, situation, I'll do that. But I 100% go with what the wish is because that's what that's the only thing we have to go on. You're still trying to do something for them by sending a card in the mail to let them know oh, yeah. that that you love them. So you're st- I mean, you're trying to help the best you can someone else feel feel better knowing that I mean they're just missing out on right. something. I don't know. I start to get confused as I even think about it to get in people's minds like that because my mind just, I love Christmas. I love doing things for the kids. I want to see the kids' joy. So it really is more about them mm-hmm. because I don't have that depression inside of me of right. being let down and different things having happened to me through my life. Yep. Well, I never go beyond what they tell me. I, I'm going to just, I can't gauge what's in anyone's head. I don't go there anymore. So I respect what they say to me, and I act on that. And if it's wrong, I'm sorry about that, but I am not going to second guess except what they tell me. Very good. In this day of opinions, I judge things. I, I do it on my show all the time, judging athletes, this and that, thinking I know what's better for other people. <laughs> but we, we don't. We have to release that, don't we? And I specifically need to be able to understand hey, other people get to make their own decisions. They don't need to follow words of of advice from Slim at the Sports Machine. Well, I mean, the Sports Machine or other shows (laughs) like it, right? You have no show if you don't do that. That's what we do when when we're talking, when we're engaging in an audience. I do it when I sing on stage, right? I'm pushing my opinion on what I think that song means. And it might not be what anybody else thinks, but it's mine, and I'm going with that. And that's that's not the same thing 
as a relationship, a relationship, you know, being between people and respecting what they say to you. That to me is very different. That's a personal thing, has nothing to do with show. But what I think that you have a great show, and I think that it's important if we're going to share our opinions and our personalities that we have freedom to do that. That's not the same thing as being in interrelationship with someone and just going with what they tell us. I think that that's different. It's the entertainment that, that we're Indeed. doing on, on the show. But as I listen, I'm trying to think of the perfect thing that I could say to help somebody that's yeah. maybe just stumbled across the WKXL station on their radio and is listening and starting to, and feeling some of those feelings. And as they hear us talk, going, well, maybe that's that's me in some way, shape, or form. How could I say the perfect words to help <laughs> somebody who's listening? I, I don't know what they are. That's a graceful attitude. Right. I mean, that's what actually that's what art for living is all about, because it all begins from the thought. If you don't have the thought of what can I say to help make it better? Guess what? Nothing gets better. So it all starts with the seed of that thought. But we all know now, because we've been listening, that one of the big things is taking control and making a boundary and standing by your boundary, not feeling like you have to push beyond it. You do what you're comfortable with. Another huge, huge thing that I've read is that you must take self-care, all right, which is part of the sticking with that no, right? But here's the thing. If you're not comfortable doing one thing, right? I'm not going to go to that Christmas party because that person is always rude to me and I'm just not going. I hate her. Right. I don't like him or whatever it might be. What you can do is put something in its place, right? So that rather thinking, oh, in the back of your head, I should have gone to that party or, you know, I should have been able to suck it up, whatever it is. Rather than do that, you say, here's my reason I'm not going. Put something that you do enjoy in its place because our brain computers assimilate with with their little synapses that behavior so i'm going to watch and i'm going to watch a hallmark movie tonight i make popcorn i'm going to sit and i'm going to watch a movie you know what that's self-care we don't know that that's what it is but that's what it is and you've taken a negative addressed it and put in a positive Doing something different and taking the action. That's a great, great idea. Recognizing I'm not feeling great. I don't typically watch Hallmark (laughs) Channel. (laughs) But if I was on a certain day, down about the holidays, I got stressed out, I yelled at somebody or something, just Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to just do something different tonight. And something you enjoy. Maybe it's cooking. I know a lot of people that have trouble finding time to cook. They really enjoy it, but they work. And, you know, let's face it, it takes planning and it takes time to cook. But if you really enjoy that, maybe you're going to cook something. Maybe you're going to play a video game. Maybe you're going to read a book. But what you're going to do is put in that place something you enjoy. Right? Now it's about you. Now you're not going to have that negative, uh, about Christmas or or holiday or get-together because you handled it. That is telling your brain you are in control. And now your brain will shut off a teeny, teeny bit of that anxiety that comes through because you feel like you're out of control. It's building. You might have a positive thought the following Christmas by saying, for the second year in a row, I'm going to watch such and such movie on Hallmark. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make such and such food. You can create new uh, what is it? Habits. Right. Synapses uh, is what it is. Absolutely. Habits. Absolutely. You got it correct. You know, singing 
everybody kind of looks at me funny when I tell them this, whether it's old students or young kids. Singing, everybody thinks, is just you learn how to go la, 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 and everything's great. But for the true artist singer, they are using the computer in every way possible. The synapse is built in not only singing properly, doing it in a foreign language, acting in a way that is natural and goes with what the translation is in the piece, and still gauging the audience so you know when you're losing them because you got to get them back, is a multi-layered brain activity. I have been able to take that and see how that adjusts itself to real life because I've experienced what that is. I know how that feels. I know what that is. Now you can put that to real life. And real life is the same thing. You must build good habits. You practice them. And the end result is something that you are happy with. But it all starts with the brain. All right, here we go. Bump music here. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Jane Cormier, your host. Jim McIntyre, our our guest today. Uh, We're talking about the holiday blues on WKXL. And we're going to take a little break and come right back. Welcome back, Jane Cormier here. I am your host for Artful Living on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. How many times do we say that on the air? And uh, today we're actually talking about the holiday blues in this silly season where people are getting together and spending, spending money and spending time and all that other stuff. There's a portion of our population that doesn't look forward to this, and we need to be empathetic of that, I think, whenever we can. In in the past three segments, what we've discussed is the problem, and now we're doing some strategies. We said that one of them is trying to control situations by making decisions, and you stick by them. Self-care, right? Trying to put into place something negative. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go there, and putting a positive in there. That's self-care. Another huge uh, technique, and they say this is probably the most, if you do buy gifts, the best way to de-stress that situation is to give yourself a spending limit and to be absolutely steadfast with what is on that list for that limit. In other words, details, details, details. And when you stick to it, you produce a good result. Again, it's control, right? Self-control. It is. And, and being able to take satisfaction, like to be satisfied with what you give as a gift to someone else. I'll, I'll tell you right now, in my life, in my household, my kids, the, like, and I think a lot of places in America, people have too much stuff. Like mm. Everybody has too much stuff. And you go out and you're like, what am I going to get for this person? <laughs> and you're thinking you're in the store. I don't know what to get them. I'm going to tell you right now, the best gifts I get nowadays are like, homemade type things mm-hmm. and and, and uh, something like cookies food that you can make kind of cheap as we talked about earlier hey you want to take a night and do something different you're going to do cooking you can do baking as gifts and be proud that you took the time to make food and a, and a snack for someone else someone else i'm telling you if i'm receiving that gift that means just as much 
as somebody who bought me something for whatever it is, $50 or yeah. $20, 30 $40, that, that I'm like, okay, great, and then it's cool, and then I set it off and I don't touch it for years. Absolutely. You are 200% correct. I don't know about you, but when I, I kids at school give you a lot of baking checks mixed, you know, cookies, whatever, and I, I enjoy that more than anything because you know that they were thinking about you. They were actually thinking about you to give you this gift. It took work and it took time. Yeah. You're in a store. I can buy 10 gifts in 10 minutes. I just reach. I'm walking along the aisle. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Throw this in the car. All right, maybe I took the time to wrap it in a horrible job that I usually <laughs> usually do. I'm a terrible, terrible rapper. But if you took the time to make me something, I know that was a half hour, right. an hour, of, or two hours of your time. Right. You took the time. And that, I think, never before has that been as, as important as it is now. I think. I agree 100%. So anyway, the spending limit thing really does take that whole problem right out of your life. If you haven't gone shopping yet, find out what you're willing to spend, be creative, and then feel good about it because you stood by it. You made a decision. It's all about sticking by what you are perceiving is necessary to get through the season. And in, in, in a short amount of time, if it stands true... You're not going to dread the season the way that you do right now because you know you will control it. And what about somebody who doesn't have any extra money and they would dread going to a party where they know people are going to be giving them gifts and so they would feel uncomfortable uncomfortable because they don't have something to give back to that person? Mm-hmm. I would tell you, you know something, if you write a letter to them and just say, I'm happy to have you as a friend as a family member, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. It's another year. We've talked on the phone. Just write a personal, heartfelt letter. I'm telling you, that's a letter that person's going to keep yep. and refer to and, and think, boy, that was an excellent gift. I got that from Chris for Christmas from that mm-hmm. person. You do keep things like that. Yes, At least I do. I, I do. I do. Absolutely. So it doesn't have to be big to be memorable. And again, we're building good synapses by making good decisions that aren't going to make us feel like yuck afterward. Sending a letter. I, I mean, that would be my contribution to this show. If, if nothing I, I said is relevant or makes any difference to anybody, try writing a letter to somebody that hasn't received a handwritten letter, I guarantee, from another human being in years. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it anymore. I do it's it true. to kids, and they always write back or they always say, hey, thank you for that. They know it's different, and I took the time to, to share a little bit of my thoughts with them. Which takes time, and that's what we like. All right, so those are very beginning things, right? Things that are that we can throw out that can say, all right, they give me a little bit of, of control. Uh, the beginning of thinking, rethinking Christmas, not as this drudgery, but as something that I can really control some, somewhat with my decisions. I did want to um, share something as a strategy, which I think is going to be very important for folks. Thursday, December 21st, okay, there is... Um, a gal named Juniper McKelvey. And this is going to be on Eventbrite, which is Zoom. We'll do a Zoom program free. Okay. So it's eventbrite.com. Get over your holiday blues. All right. Eventbrite.com. Get over your holiday bl- blues. It's totally free. All you do is reserve a spot. You hit the button. Big, bing. It's easy. For anyone who hasn't done Eventbrite, there, it's a very safe site. We use it all the time in performances. It's great way to sh- it's great way to share an event. Thursday, December twenty first, from one to two, 
All right. And it's, it's very simple. It's, it's this person that, um, she is a freelance, a freelance nun who draws on 25 years of personal meditation experience to help people find inner peace, no matter what their religious beliefs are. She has learned how to integrate, integrate creativity and imagination into meditation, offering a unique perspective on the spiritual path. Now, you might not have time to do it, but if you do, I think that it's free, and you might grab something here. I really like what she has on this little site, Get Over Your Holiday Blues, eventbrite.com, and you reserve a spot. And right on there, they give you some, um, some ways to spark feelings of peace and calm, because let's face it, if you are in that stressful moment, trying to find a way to get through it with a modicum of, you know, what's the word, upbeat feeling, uh, that's a good thing, right? Because you don't want to feel like you're out of control having to deal with the situation and you have no way to deal with it. Maybe this little, uh, this little, you know, hour-long sermon, not sermon, but uh, what do we call it? It's taking action is what it is. It's an hour of your time. If you're feeling miserable about the holidays, why not try something different that maybe you would never think to do before? See if... It can help in mm-hmm. any get an idea or two. We gave you an idea or two. I guarantee you, I don't care who you are, I might not have a degree. If you write a handwritten letter to someone today and mail it to them, it doesn't have to do anything with the holidays, I guarantee you you're going to feel better about something because you're going to be thinking, I wonder if they got the letter in the mail today. Ooh, I wonder if they are going to write me a letter back. When you call them, if they don't say anything, you say, hey, why didn't you get back to my letter? Didn't you get it? <laughs> so that will draw your relationship closer as well, probably. So yeah. try doing something like that. You got to try to do new things to break out of a bad pattern. That's right. The pattern has to be the thing that you're going to negotiate. And you negotiate it by putting good things in there, right? So there are a ton of sites that you can go to for resources, right? Internet is great for the fact that it does have resources you can research and take advantage of if you're so inclined. So uh, WebMD has a research which talks about holiday stress, holiday blues. So you go to webmd.com, holiday depression, okay? And on that site are probably four or five different other sites that you can immediately hit to, you know, listen to what they want to tell you. Be realistic about what you can and can't do. Live and enjoy the moment in front of you. Try to look forward to the future with optimism. If you are lonely, volunteer some time to help others. Huge. I don't know. I do not know anybody that has helped in a volunteer situation and has not has not earned more good feeling than maybe even the people they helped, than volunteers. I always expect good things in my life by giving to others and not really looking to receive, but I just kind of expect it. Hey, I I try to do good things for other people, Mm -hmm. and in return, they try to do good things for me. It's just an expectation game almost. I just feel like I deserve good things to happen because I have good intentions. It's hard, though, for people to feel that way. And I have a whole lifetime of building it up. So if you haven't had those support, you need to find you, know, the, you need to find that somehow mm-hmm. in life through contacting different organizations who can help. Right. 
So remember, holiday blues don't have to be something you have to suffer through. There's plenty of resources out there. We want everybody to feel the joy of the holidays that are upcoming. Jane Cormier here, your host on Artful Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thanks, Jim, for joining us. And we thank you for joining us out there in WKXL land. We'll see you at our next segment of Artful Living.